Yes, welcome back to episode three of the Taiwan podcast, the winner's edition, man. We're still winners up in here. Thank you for tuning into the last two episodes and getting some great feedback. Um, and it's sounding good, man. It's sounding good. I'm being a bit more regular now with these podcast episodes. Um, uh, approximately every two weeks, a week and a half, I'm going to try and sit down and record. And when my time frees up a little bit more... And if you want me to, I might do uh, a bit more regular, like a weekly thing. But right now, every week and a half, every single two weeks, no fortnightly, seems about right to get these podcast episodes out there more consistently, at least. And then once the ball's rolling, we'll see how things go. Uh, how are you, man? How are you? How are you doing this week? As I'm recording it, it is May the 5th. I'm not sure when you hear this, but it's May the 5th when I'm recording it. Uh, it's been a windy and wet and rainy week thus far. But it's been all right, man. Been all right. Uh, my sugar levels are steady. They're holding in there. They're hanging in there. I'm I'm doing all all right. Uh, quite quite recently, though, what's kind of annoying is that when I go to bolus to inject myself, I am bleeding quite a lot now. Like um, it's it's a normal thing. It happens, but uh, it used to be like once in a while. And uh, I don't know if it's the weather or just how I'm doing it, but I'm bleeding a lot more from. Uh, I want to say the word wounds even though wounds makes it seem a bit more dramatic than it actually is. It's a slight prick of a hole. Uh, but yeah, blood seems to be uh, coming out of it uh, more so than ever. Not, I'm not leaking blood, but I just noticed uh, a larger amount than normal. And even saying the word larger amount kind of exaggerates the picture that's probably being painted in your head right now. But uh, I don't know if it's the way that I'm, I'm injecting myself differently right now. I have no idea. Maybe I've got to change my sights a bit. I, I tend to go for the belly when I'm injecting myself uh, for my sh- uh, short acting, my fast acting insulin. And for my uh, longer acting, I go for the knee. Uh, so maybe I've got to change up my sights. Uh, I, um, I was told that you could do it in your bum. Don't know how practical that is in public, outside of your house, to be injecting your bum when you want to eat. Um, it's, I feel it's more of a when you're inside in private kind of kind of site but uh, i've got to switch it up man so let me know uh on instagram type one diabetes one spot w-o-n uh where you inject yourself what are your sites what's your go-to site um and where i should switch it up you know i've been doing my belly for a while now and it is starting to get sore it's starting to get sore and you know when it is getting sore that is the sign they should probably change your sites, man. So do let me know. Are you checking your sugars regularly, man? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try and start anyway each podcast by asking you: Are you checking your sugars? Because you're hearing this right now, you haven't been checking your sugars. This is the prompt to pause the podcast, go and check your sugars, make sure you're doing all right, and then come back and resume, man. So please make sure you're checking your sugars regularly, and hopefully, by me constantly reminding you, in turn, I will remind myself because. I don't want to be hypocrite. I am pretty bad at times with checking my sugars. No, I'm like, oh, I feel okay. So maybe, you know, I don't have to check it. But, you know, sometimes you can be feeling okay, but really deep down inside, your body's uh, doing the madness. So please check your sugars, and I will also try and do so as well. Okay, so today's podcast I uh, want to speak about mainly is sort of like, how do you want people to perceive you as a diabetic? How do you want people to, to, to perceive you, to view you, to treat you, to talk to you, to respond to you, to, I guess, act in a sort of like proactive way around you and, and stuff like that? I want to know because I'm someone who, um, 
I don't like sympathy. You know, I don't like people feeling sorry to, for me or at least acting sorry towards me. I mean, I can't help how you feel inside, but I, I don't want to feel like I'm being felt sorry for and people are doing things because they feel sorry, like I'm a a, a lost puppy, you know, or, you know, a, a lost child in a way. Like I, I tend to kind of like, I don't want people to look at me that way, but I'd be lying if, you know, if when people do at times look at me that way, has it not benefited me, you know, what towards my advantage um, in terms of like getting things done for me, people doing things for me, even getting, you know, meals cooked for me, people buying certain foods that I like. Oh, you know, I know you like this food and it's it's low sugar, it's low carbs, so you can enjoy it, you know, things like that, you know. So I want to know how do you want to be seen as a diabetic? Because I, I do believe there are pros and cons. Uh, for example, like, um, a lot of people that I see online have got, like, um, a lot of these gadgets where they've got things stuck to, their, stuck to their bodies to help them read their sugars and, you know, stuff like that. So they look diabetic. They look like they've got a condition. So, like, maybe, like, in terms of, like, when you're in public transport and you want to sit down because you're tired, maybe you're diabetes, you've got high sugar, so you're... You know, you're a bit drowsy, you want to sit down. So when you sit down in those uh, allocated seats, where it actually says now a lot of uh, the transport seats where you, you got to give up your seat for people with disabilities has the uh, the words, the writing, which says, you know, not all disability disabilities are uh, are visible. So if you've got, you know, something attached to you that makes you look like you've got some sort of condition, people tend not to look, give you a side eye. They tend to, you know, just like, okay, you can sit there that social approval, like, okay, you deserve that seat, you can sit there. Whereas me, where I've just got my pen, really, and that's in my pocket, so you can't really see that. So I'm not visibly, I don't visibly look like a diabetic, like I've got some sort of condition. If I am having a high sugar day and I'm feeling drowsy and I want to sit down, people are looking at me like, why are you sitting there? You can't see why you would need to sit there, so get up, you know? So at times it's like, okay, like... You know, certain situations, like, if I look diabetic, maybe I'll get treated a bit better. Maybe I'll get access to more things right away if I look like I'm diabetic. But at the same time, I don't want to look like I've got diabetes. It's like, you know, especially the sort of, like, world perception of looking like got diabetes, a foot missing, maybe, you know, and, and stuff like that. You know, that's the go-to look of diabetes. you got your foot chopped off because of your condition. So I don't want to look like I'm diabetic, and that things sticking out of me and and stuff like that. I wanna, I wanna be uh, quote unquote as, no, I'm not gonna say normal as naturally human as possible in society. I wanna look that way. I don't wanna look like I've got diabetes for sure. But you know, there are times where I figured if I did look diabetes, if I got something attached to me, then maybe people would know. I do see a lot of people that wear these uh, bracelets. Um, I want to stop using the word. I'm going to say diabetic bracelet for lack of a better word. But I kind of hate the things like that where people just slap diabetic in front of things and, you know, try and pawn it off diabetic necklaces, diabetic bracelets, diabetic socks, diabetic hats, diabetic this, diabetic that. It's like what makes it diabetic? I was in, I was in a corner shop, like a, just a local corner shop, and where you buy like sweets and maybe you're your small things like your eggs, your milk, your juices, your crisps, like normal corner shops, you know. 
you might get your cigarettes from stuff like that. And uh, I saw uh, diabetic socks. <laughs> I'm not lying to you, diabetic socks. And I was in a rush. No, I, well, I, like, I wasn't in a rush. I just <laughs> couldn't. I just couldn't move to Ox. I'm like, why? It's a weird place to have a diabetic sh- socks. You wouldn't think you can go down to your local corner shop and buy some diabetic socks for people with diabetes. You would have thought you'd go to your GP or somewhere other than your local corner shops where you buy your cigarettes and your milk to get those kind of socks. But, you know, I thought, oh, let me ask, like, let me ask why these are on sale here and what makes these uh, di- diabetic socks? What, what's so special about them? Why, why do they differ? Because just looking at them, you know, they didn't look any different than any other ordinary socks. Didn't look thicker or thinner. Didn't have any special colours. Didn't have any particular padding or anything. I assume it's supposed to help with your blood circulation, but I don't know how a pair of socks are supposed to do that by themselves anyway. I have, I have no idea. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not annoyed. I just find it a bit, ugh. You slap diabetic in front of that to try and get it to buy it, haven't you? I see the the trick. I see the, the play. I see the plan. But, like, uh, yeah, as I, as I was saying, as I was uh, digressing, shall I say, is uh, diabetic bracelets where, you know, it, it says type 1 diabetes on it so people, you know, can see you're wearing it and see, okay, this person's diabetic. And I guess it's helpful if you do, you know, pass out or fall ill or unconscious for some reason. People can see you're wearing a quote-unquote diabetic bracelet or necklace and say, okay, this person got diabetes, so let's act accordingly. He can't speak right now. She or he can't speak right now, but we can tell by this bracelet he's diabetic, so it's best to uh, take that into account <laughs> while we're treating him, you know? Um, and, and, even, and even then you probably get someone that's trying to inject you with insulin. <laughs> even, uh, yeah, yeah, my day. Funny old world we live in. People will still do that. But yeah, I always wondered whether I should, I should buy one, have that hanging off me so people know that I'm diabetic. Maybe uh, I'll, I get treated differently, better, or maybe in circumstances I might get treated worse. Maybe I might go into a restaurant and I've got this diabetic necklace hanging around me and I'm trying to order a big, fat, large, carby, cheesy pizza and someone goes, ah, um, don't want to be rude, but I can see you're wearing a diabetic necklace. Let me know you're diabetic. Uh, maybe you shouldn't go for the full carb. Maybe you should go for uh, the low-carb option. It's like, no, sir, today I feel like treating myself and I want all the all the carbs and sugars today. Thank you very much. I've got the insulin with me to counteract it, so give me the full thing. So who knows, man? Who knows? If you've got the, one of these necklaces or bracelets that lets people know that you're diabetic, it's got this, like, the health symbol in it, like a, a snaky health. I don't know why a snake is on there. It's got this snake and heart type of thing on it. I don't know what that symbolizes, but I see it quite often in these sort of like healthy bracelet things. But if you've got one, let me know what's the reason why you purchased purchased it. Has your life improved since you've got one? Has it gotten worse? Or has it not changed so much? Is it simply a symbolic thing where it's like, okay, I feel good wearing this. You know, I don't wear much jewelry, but this is for me. This is uh, for me. No one else around me can be wearing this. This makes me feel special. So let me know. Yeah, let me know your thoughts and opinions on whether that is why you, you've bought one. Why have you bought one? And what are the cost of these things, really and truly? What, how much do they cost? You know? And I never really inquired into it. Did they cost a lot? 
I would imagine so. No, you know, a fraction of the population on earth are buying them. So it's a very limited market. So maybe you've got to bump the prices up a bit for the people that are buying them in the small numbers. God, I don't know many diabetics that have bought them. I see them rarely. And no non-diabetics are going to buy them. Do you like be weird? Don't know why you want to come across as a diabetic. It'd be very, very weird to find someone wearing one and not diabetic. It's like, why, why are you wearing that? <laughs> you think we get... <laughs> 10% discounts if you flash the bracelet. We let the let the store know you're diabetic, you're gonna get 25% off. Uh, I wish it were I really wish it worked like that. Where diabetics get that just like discount on things. I think we should. I think we should. I mean in the UK we get uh medical cards where we get our medicines and prescriptions for free. Unlike over across in America and other countries. But in like shops, like you know, like your, your clothes stores, your food shops and stuff like that, a discount for foods, I would love that. I would love that, you know. Even parking spaces, we don't even get that. I, I have looked into that. When I was driving, I thought we could, I could get one a disability badge, but nope. You you really got to be suffering as a diabetic to get one of those. So uh, yeah, do <laughs> let me know if you got one of those diabetes bracelets and why you would buy them. But that's the whole thing, perception. How do you want to be treated? Do you want to be diabetic but not be treated casually as one and just be treated, quote-unquote, normally, what you deem to be normal? Or do you want to look diabetic and be treated as diabetic and have people have the position about you and that could lead to people feeling sorry for you and sympathy and has its advantages, you know, people doing things for you because you're diabetic? Or are you are you like me? It's like, no, treat me like everyone else. And if I need extra help and support, then believe me, I'm confident enough to where I could concede that, okay, I need some additional support. I'm not going to sit and suffer in silence, you know. But maybe you're not like me and you're a bit shy and, you know, you you would like someone to see the, to see the diabetes on you, eh? If that makes sense. So maybe a bracelet might work to where, okay, you walk into a room and someone can see the bracelet and knows you're diabetic. So if push comes to shove, they'll treat you like that if need be, even not feel confident enough to speak up about it. But I always advocate that you should, man. Um, try it, man. Try and make a re- uh, resolution to try and be more confident to speak about your diabetes or at least to wear it. And, you know, talk about it to your colleagues, to your bosses, to your HR department, to your friends, to your family, because, like I said in the last pod, man, the life that you save could very much be your own, if not someone else's, you know? It's all about self-preservation of life, and the first one being is your own life, you know? But how do you want to be How do you want to be seen? Do you want to be seen as di- a diabetic, you know? And how would it help to be seen as diabetic? What are the, go through some of the, the pros of being seen as diabetic. So, uh, like I said, in public transport, if people are aware visibly that you're a diabetic, you can maybe sit down and sit in, sit in certain seats. And on one of these days in the pod, we're going to talk about who deserved that seat more, the elderly, the pregnant, or the disabled. You know, we're going to talk about it. Um, how your thoughts and opinions on that one. That one should be an interesting conversation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, another pro. Um 
again, if you sympathy can be a benefit, you know, people feeling sorry for you, doing things for you. Do you mind going to the shops and getting this for me? Yeah, I'll do it for you. I normally wouldn't, but since since you're diabetic, you got the diabetes, you got the sugars. Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it for you. Uh, why not? What's another pro of being visibly seen as as diabetic? Um, I, I guess I don't know. Can you? Don't know. You don't get any Q jumps from that I'm aware of. There isn't much. Pro, there isn't really much pros society wise being diabetic. If I'm honest with you. Uh, what's the cons then of uh, not being seen diabetic? Uh, big one is if you are unable to express your diabetic when you need to, in times when you've passed out and no one knows, could lead to a, a much worse situation. Another con is, I guess, the workplace. You know, certain adjustments not being made for you to feel comfortable in your workplace regular breaks and stuff like that, uh, having to uh, constantly turn down food and being asked why is a con. A very annoying con as well, man. It's like, diabetic or not diabetic, I don't want to eat your food. <laughs> thank you for the offer, but no, no, thank you. I'm just not hungry. And even if I was, I still had the right to not eat it or eat it. I don't want to be questioned why I'm not eating your food. You know, we live in, we live in Britain, you know. I know in certain cultures it's rude to turn down food or an offer, but if I'm honest with ya, couldn't say I'm really bothered about that, you know? I've got to eat it, especially when I'm diabetic. I've got to control what I eat. I'm not going to eat something because you might get offended. What about my uh, my body? The offence to my body from eating food I don't want to eat, you know? And sometimes just trying to bolus and sometimes just annoying, you just don't want to do that. So, yeah. Uh, what are some other cons of not being seen as diabetic? Um, I, I guess, yeah, there's really much pros and cons. It's just how you want people to be, how you want to be treated, really, you know? It's, it's all individually, in, you know, it's all subjective, really, you know? Me, how I live my life. I like being diabetic and not being seen as diabetic. It allows me to like be in certain rooms and spaces and just move a bit more fluid, you know? No roadblocks. Everyone just thinking, yeah, I'm he just like us in a way. You know, he's no different he's no different. There's no reason for me to assume he's different. Just move about, you know, freely. And then if I can, I can pull out the diabetic card if I want to, you know. Ah, I need an extra break. I'm diabetic, I need to check my sugars, I need five minutes, stuff like that. So, you know, that's how I like to, I like to be. I like, I like, I like the uh, intersectionality of things, you know. Being more than one thing, you can be this and that at the same time. And be able to, like, move in certain rooms, being multiple things to multiple people and just being okay and being able to relate to uh, many people. Like, even if, you, even if you put all diabetics in a room, you know, it's, it's different, isn't it? You're going to have some intersectionalities, you know. Not everyone's going to be, okay, one big group. People are going to, like, section off, you know. I know, I know they're speaking about type one and type two, really. 
I don't I don't think if you put diabetics in a room, people will separate themselves as type one, type two. Not really. If you had to, you know. You know, that if it's like football, you know, if you've got to separate teams from goal difference, <laughs> that'll be die in the diabetes world, type one and type two. But I guess, you know, you can, you know, how you tre- how society has treated you in the past and maybe horror stories you might relate to. You know, if you're a health buff, what about the clean eating diet and exercising and stuff like that? Health, health freak, you might be in, in, in that in that group, in your intersectionality. And, you know, gender. Gender's a big one, man. Being diabetic and a man and being diabetic as a, as a woman, very, very different experiences. Very, very different experiences, man. Um, just even something as, like, having a period. Stuff like that. Hormones and stuff like that affect your experience as a diabetic very, very much so. Very, very much so, man. And if you are a woman, I, I'd, I'd like to know how uh, it differs. And even and if you're trans, I also want to know how does being trans and diabetic work for you or doesn't work for you, man? All these different intersectionalities, man, I'm interested to find out, man. Me being handsome and diabetic has its pros and cons, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. But also being, you know, being black and diabetic, you know. And there are, there are stories and statistics of, you know, how uh, different colours are treated in the healthcare system, you know. Um, things like pregnancy, black women are most likely to die during pregnancy than their white counterparts. Um, I, I don't feel like I've been mistreated as a diabetic in the healthcare system. I'm not saying I haven't, I just don't feel like I have. If I have, I haven't felt it or I don't know it yet. Where me being me has been, so I've been discriminated against some way, somehow, I'm not quite sure. But, you know, I've, I've listened to stories where it's happened. Is that because that person's been a certain colour or a certain gender or a certain age? Come from a certain place, you know? And I have no idea, you know? And also, like, maybe, you know, how is being diabetic in the UK? How much is it different than living in the US? Or other countries and continents, man? You've got to think about it. I would believe it's probably pretty much different. Not just based on the healthcare system, just maybe people's views on it. So how society views diabetes as a disease across the globe is different. So to some, maybe some some countries, is having diabetes is not that much of a big thing to take serious. You you just have it, and maybe in some countries it's a big thing. Oh my god, you're diabetic. We have to take care of you. You are very high risk. We need to take care of you in our society. In Britain, in my experience, anyway. I wouldn't say people don't care. They care instantly when they find out and then it like, kind of like sizzles out. If you're not visibly showing signs of struggle in this country when it comes to diabetes, my experience is that people don't tend to... Uh, I wouldn't say not care for much long, but the urgency of, oh, my days, you're diabetic. Oh, my days, how many sugars have I been, have I, have I been putting in your tea? Oh my God! You got to eat low carb. On my days, I'm going to try and help you. Have you taken your? Have you checked your sugars? People don't check that often. <laughs> a week later, okay, that much. A week later, it's every now and again. But maybe in other countries, you know, society's like, no, we're so diabetic. You got to care all the time. We take care of our patients, our our sick, our ill, our di- our disease ridden, 
Um, but who knows? Who knows, man? I'd like to speak to someone from Spain, from America, from Africa, from Australia, different countries, and how it is being a diabetic in 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 that part of the world and society because you just don't know. Just don't know. I want to know how you want to be perceived. You want to look like you're diabetic to everyone. I don't mean like visibly ill, but everyone look at you and know you're diabetic. Maybe a sign, a bracelet or or something, you know? Who who knows? Who really, really knows what's the best course of action, you know? Um they're talking about these COVID COVID passports. That's gonna be a big divider of those who have and have not taken the vaccine. The COVID vaccine passport, which will allow you to enter certain venues and buildings and travel abroad to certain places. Oh man, it's gonna be uh I won't say scary times, but very very interesting times to say the least of uh those who have not taken the vaccine man and what you can and can't do if you have and have not taken the vaccine man that could be very very interesting i definitely feel gonna affect your travel where you can go in the world some places might not accept those who have not taken the vaccine and it's a prerogative man i understand it i understand it but at the same time you can't force people can't force people to take anything really forgive me for the yawns man it's uh had a very uh very long week i don't i don't know if my sugar levels is the reason why i'm tired uh, uh i don't think they're high the last time i checked it wasn't high but uh i feel really drowsy this 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 week but to be fair i've had a pretty carb heavy week so far so maybe that might be it man um people were telling me that if you're diabetic you should, you should really be on the vegan diet um and people that have gone vegan they said they've had more energy and feel more alert and alive. So maybe the vegan diet is my next step to uh, lower the effects of this disease on my life. Because drowsiness is something that, oh, tiredness. Oh, tiredness is a, is a thing, man. If you're a diabetic and you're tired, oh, my day, that's a killer combo at times, man. You don't know if you're, di- if you're tired because your sugars are high. Or just life has run you down and you're panicking. And you're just like, ugh, what do I blame it on? What do I blame it on? My diabetes or just life? Has life worn me down? And uh, I'm a late, I'm a late start to coffee. It works sometimes. Doesn't work all the time, you know. But uh, we are gonna have an episode about diabetes and food and diets and. Um, the extreme ends of dieting. Can you really diet while you're diabetic? You know, um, as a recording in the UK, it is the month of Ramadan. Uh, it's the month of Ramadan across the globe. It's a global thing. Um, fasting, you know, being diabetic, I, I couldn't fast. You know, it's a bit dangerous. But are you a diabetic and you fast? Let me know if you're type 1 or type 2 and you fast. How's that going? What what adjustments have you have you made? And if you are, you know, diabetic and you're dieting and stuff like that and exercising, how does that affect you, man? Uh, being back in the gym has really helped me cope with my sugar levels very, very much so. Very much so. And I'm grateful to be back in the gym. It's just the diet part, man. I, I love a pizza. I love a pizza and it's just, uh, it's hard. 
But dieting is like three quarters of the thing, man. You can be in a gym all you want. If your diet is terrible, whew, you're not going to lose no weight. Make no differences, no changes, you know? So I've got to get that on 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 track. Uh, maybe if I looked diabetic in the gym, people would get off the machines quicker, <laughs> you know? Or leave me alone. Like, oh, he's diabetic. Let's leave him alone on the machines a bit longer. So asking him how many sets he's got left because he, he needs those sets lower his sugar levels but yeah i'm i'm not with it i'm not trying to look diabetic um most days of the week should i say only when it's selfishly to my advantage will i want to look diabetic but other than that just treat me how you would treat anyone else and if i need help and assistance then you know i will i will call upon it and if i ask for a diet coke I don't care if I look diet, uh, diabetes, diabetic or not. Pour me a diet coke. That's what I never got. Times in the past where I've asked for a diet coke or Coke Zero, and they've given me a full glass of full sugar coke, and it's just like I've asked for that. It's like, oh, I thought you made a mistake. What do you mean you thought I made a mistake? How does that work? You thought I meant full sugar coke, and, and even though I said diet. Basically telling me, yeah, like, you, I'm basically hearing you thought you knew what's best for me or better for me or what you think I want. And it's a full sugar coke, even though I asked for diet. Never understood it when it happens, and I never will, man. If someone asks for a diet, and it just gives people what they want, especially they're paying for it. I'm paying for a diet coke, and you hear me say diet coke. Don't, don't get, I don't know what you got where you think I meant otherwise, and I paid for it. Let's not be be silly and maybe if i look diabetic in those instances or came across diabetic i wouldn't get that problem but it's not a big enough problem where i'm gonna forcefully look diabetic and have it on my t-shirt it's like if i offer something give it to me especially if i'm paying for it like what you know what i'm saying exactly what i'm saying so let me know uh on the instagram at type one diabetes let me know let me know your thoughts and opinions on looking diabetic. How do you want to be perceived in society as diabetic or not? Um, I do have a announcement that I'm not sure I'm going to give you this podcast, but um, it's an. Um, I'll give you a slight clue. Um, I'm going to be an ambassador of a uh, diabetes brand, a diabetic brand, uh, a company that is working towards making the lives of us diabetics easier uh i've worked with them before it might be the biggest clue if you check my socials and they uh yeah they've asked me if i want to be ambassador an influencer per se so i've started creating content to help push their product and they're gonna help me push mine and stuff like that um and who knows maybe uh a few uh sponsored podcast episodes you know cha-ching 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 um, but that's, I'll, I'll probably when when that's ready to go go go, I'll announce it because I have I probably have no choice. I probably have to start each podcast with uh, some ads for some brands. I will try not to uh, turn it into one of those things, man. I just like to turn the mic on and talking. So um, I'm not gonna have like regular ad breaks on my own podcast. That'd be weird. That and that annoys me in life anyway. I'm not gonna then implement it on my own podcast because that'll be pretty pretty silly but um looking diabetic um i don't know how would it help me with um the ladies how would it help men or women 
finding love to look diabetic or not? Do you think it'd be easier? You know, get that sympathy vote, go out on a date? Or will it backfire that no one wants to go out with a diabetic? Too much stress? It's not really stress for anyone else. Not really. That I've noticed anyway. I don't feel like my diabetes put stress on anyone else. It's me that's got it and handling it and treating it every single day. So I wouldn't imagine anyone feeling stress through my own condition. I just feel too, too weird. But are there ladies out there that, you know, they love uh, a sick puppy? They like having someone to take care of. So they're more attracted to that. Or does that push people away? Like, ugh, can't do that. And we're also going to have a conversation. We will one day also have a conversation about, you know, diabetes and genes and, you know, births and passing it on. Do you feel scared about passing on your di- diabetes diagnosis to your children, your future children? Do you feel like you don't want to have kids because you might pass it on and don't want them to go through what you're going through in life as a diabetic? Very uh, deep, interesting conversations I want to have like properly and I kind of probably want to have special guests with me to talk about it so it's not just me with a monologue because I haven't got any kids but I do have those thoughts in me like will I pass on my diabetes to my children you know do you get that sense of it's my fault if they do get it you know interesting thing to talk about very interesting thing to talk about so I do want to know this podcast is mainly about how you want to be perceived with your diabetes do you want to look the part to everyone else come across it make it well aware and known that you're diabetic or do you want to just be treated like any of your regular John <laughs> Tom Dick and Harry and like me you're confident enough that if you do find some issues then you let someone know okay look I'm diabetic and XYZ needs to happen now and stuff like that Um, I will always push for being brave and bold and confident about your diagnosis and who you are man Um, I just find life to be easier that way than trying to hide it from people too many questions when you're hiding it. What's this? What's that? How does it feel when you're this? What's this? Too many questions at times. Where most times I'm happy to answer, but when it's like repetitive, people asking the same question over and over again, it can be daunting. It can be very, very daunting. So do let me know. At, this is uh, at the Type 1 Diabetes on the Instagram. I am on Twitter as well, but I don't really use it that much for my diabetes stuff because um, I just find Instagram a bit more easier. And the community is there. There's more community there on Instagram. As as well, you, do, uh, you go on type 1 diabetes 1, spelled W-O-N, uh, linked it to my main page as well. You want to follow me as well. Um, I was on national TV last weekend, being a bad singer, a very bad singer, a very bad singer. So you go on my socials, you'll see all, all about that. But do let me know uh, how you want people to see the di- as a diabetic. Do you want to look the part and be seen clearly? Or do you want to just be let, let it be hidden, not really pull it out there, not purposely hide it, but at the same time not show it, because it's just a thing that you live with and you feel confident enough that you will share it if need be. So do let me know. Do let me know. Uh, a very short episode because it's a very short question, but I want to give you time to think about it. Uh, I don't want to dive into too many different topics for a podcast episode. I want to keep it strictly with like one main topic, and then you know you know discuss that solely then be bouncing around up and down between different topics and different podcasts have a uh, specific theme for each podcast a uh, question to ask and hopefully get answers to 
there we go. So uh, do let me know. Make sure you follow me. I thank you again for tuning in to, uh, I'm going to say this week's episode, but I don't do it weekly for episode three of the podcast. Um, thank you for locking in and all the support you give me. And you guys give me you give me strength, man. You keep me going. You keep me motivated. I'm so happy to to have my listeners and my stream numbers are slowly, gradually going up. So I thank you so so much. And if you've got any ideas for special guests when things start opening up, then uh, let me know. Well, what what diabetics should I be sitting down and talking to about life and such various things? No fee music. Still, still working on that. So I'm just trying to formulate some ideas. Uh, no quirky, quirky catchphrase slogan to start and end either. Again, we'll figure these things out together as the weeks the weeks go by. If you've got a slogan for me that you think I should use, then uh, do let me know. Or you've got some theme music you think I should use, let me know. Diabetic theme music. There you go. Slap that on a label and sell it. Diabetic theme music. That's crazy. <laughs> that would actually be crazy and ridiculous. All right, thank you for joining me for this episode. Peace, love, and blessings, and I'm out.